0: Hi, I'm Amanda and I'm Audrey. Welcome back to another episode of the Not So Model Minority Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode because we are joined by my good friend, from uni and also a huge supporter of our podcast he will be sharing with us his experience growing up in the uk as a japanese and how his relationship with his family and cultural identity over time
1: you may have heard his voice before in our bonus episode on asian hate crime we have been planning to have him on the podcast for the longest time and he's finally here in london so welcome shota welcome
2: hi thank you thanks for having me i'm a big fan of the show and really happy to be here <laughs>
1: sounds good it shows up perhaps you could maybe give us a little background about yourself um, when did you come to the UK and what was it like
2: sure Um. so I was actually born in London but then my parents and I just pretty much immediately went back to, to Japan and then I went to school in Japan until just before the age of 12 and then I moved to the UK and then I've been here ever since then basically
0: Uh, was it as you expected when you first came here for school because you came here quite a few times before right
2: yeah yeah so no it was not like first of all to answer the question it was not (laughs) at all what I expected it's like going coming over here for kind of two weeks at a time going for a holiday is just completely different from actually living here full-time and going to school
1: and you went to a boarding school, was
2: it? Yeah, yeah. So I moved from, in Japan, I went to just a stay school, day school. And then all of a sudden I was in the UK going to this private boarding school. Yeah. So it was just like a complete change for me.
0: Do you remember what your first day was like?
2: Um, the first day, like I remember the start was good. Because basically there's not like proper lessons on the first day. You kind of get to play around and then because there's a lot of, you know... Um, extracurriculars at school So there's like Football was on And because I love football It was really easy For me to get involved Make friends It was all good Until like It got to Bedtime Right oh. And then Yeah it was all good And got to bedtime Like Because Throughout the day I was doing stuff So it was fine But then it got to bedtime And then I was We were all Lights out We were all supposed To go to sleep And then just Homesickness just hit oh, So hard oh my God. And then Like I was just Crying my eyes out Basically oh. And then, yeah, so one of my, like, roommates kindly, like, took me to the matron. And then, like, the matron was like, it's okay. Aww. But, yeah, that was, like, a recurring thing. Honestly, the first term was just really hard.
0: Were you the only international student there?
2: Um, No, but I think I might was probably, like, the only kind of new international student that mm. came in that year. That was, like, on full-time boarding. Yeah. So, like, I knew that I wasn't going to see my parents till basically to the end of term mm, right. so like 10 weeks and that like
0: it's a long day. time for it's like long a long time yeah.
2: if you've never been to a different like school in a different environment yeah and you've never been away from your parents for that long like being a 12 year old it was yeah really tough
0: and how was making friends like did were you able to connect with the kids yeah because
1: i remember you saying your parents spoke english right so you knew
2: yeah, so my dad spoke English, mm. so the way he raised me was, like, he would always speak to me in English, but mm. oh. because I still lived in Japan, I would just, like, listen to him speak English, but I'd reply in Japanese, oh. mm. but then once, like, it was decided that I was going to go to UK to study, I did, like, go to some, like, lessons, mm. go to some conversation mm. classes, so, like, my English was, like, it's not what it is now, it was what it is now, but it was acceptable, like, I mm. could... Talk to people, and also what really helped was that I played football, so that mm. through that it made it really easy mm. for me to make friends.
1: Yeah, Great. so you go from like eating really good Japanese food mm. to like mm. boarding school priority where... questions. Mm. I don't know, I'm just curious, <laughs> and you go to eating like, I don't know, what do you guys eat in boarding school? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I bet it's really different.
2: Oh. Um, so yeah, I went from like a school in Japan is. We get we got great food. I went from like eating I don't know, um, pork and kimchi rice, and then in Japan and uh, in Japan to in the UK. Mm. We got this thing called shepherd's pie, which I'm sure like (laughs) British people think it's a delicacy. But I'm like I thought it was like lasagna, and I like take a bite and I'm like what the what is this? (laughs) Like I'm sure when it's done well, I'm sure it's nice. But mm, mm, sorry guys.
1: Fair enough. enough. (laughs) What Was it like though, like because I've always both of us we grew up in an in a environment that was very homogenous, yeah, homogenous. Mm. So, what was it like growing up just surrounded with people of different cultures?
2: Mm. I mean, during my primary school years, I was only there for like the holidays, so yeah, and in, in Japan, obviously, in Tokyo, it was very homogenous. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things that helped me adapt once I like started going to school in the uk quickly was that my dad had a weird thing with like not watching japanese tv so like one of the things was that he didn't want me to watch like trash tv which is kind of like fair enough (laughs) but but but, so one of the things that he made me do was all the tv that i watched all the like the videos dvds Uh we're talking about like Early 2000s, so it's like yeah. VHS times. You know? Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he made me watch all of it in English. Oh wow. wow. So one of my favorite things to do when I, whenever I came to the UK on holidays when I was still in a Japanese primary school, mm-hmm. was going to HMV and then like Aww. running to like the kids aisle, grabbing like all the DVDs yeah. and videos, Aww. and then I would take them back home and then watch them in Japan. And I think the purpose of that was to like get me used to the language. Mm-hmm. But then one of the effects that I think that actually had was that it normalized seeing like people that didn't look like me. Yeah. Because I was in Japanese TV, especially back then, it would have uh-huh. all been people that looked like me, like yeah. all Asians, oh, Japanese that's people. That's
1: a huge point, actually.
2: Yeah. yeah, but because I was watching, you know, American TV shows, English TV shows, so, this, so like there's like white people, brown people, black yeah. people. So like yeah. when I actually moved to a school that had all of those different people, it wasn't like, oh a my day, this is weird. Like yeah. yeah no
0: so culturally did you when you were in Japan did you ever feel like you were different
2: um yeah sort of and I think at that time I think I actually kind of liked the fact that I had this like British element like I felt like because I'm not sure if it's the same where you guys come from but in japan um at least back then maybe still now like western things are just cool like oh yeah there's oh, okay. i mean there is there's a sort of like undertones of unfortunately like white supremacy where yeah everything western and everything mm-hmm. white is just a little bit cooler and on, on a yeah. higher level so for me not being really aware of that dynamic i felt like because i was born in the uk i kind of understood the language that made me like different and like a little bit cooler mm. which obviously isn't the attitude i have now but yeah like the, that kind of cultural difference and the edge that I had mm. kind of made me feel I don't know special in some way yeah. when I was really little uh-huh. I think
0: and what about now do you feel like you're more you're more culturally British or Japanese or yeah which do you identify yeah. with more
2: you know I always I mean I don't think this is always the case but now I always say like I'm fully British but I'm mm. also fully Japanese ah. like I don't think you have to like portion your your identity into like yeah. different percentages mm because it's a like what you know like the question where are you from where are you from like you know i mean oh, yeah. i don't have a problem with that question because it's a really good it's a easy conversation starter but mm-hmm. i feel like i have a slight issue with the way we were expected to answer that question yeah mm-hmm. so like you're expected to name you know one country or like one city yeah but like people are so much more complicated than mm-hmm, that right? right so like you know where you where you answer that when the way you answer that question might Mm. not be you know where your parents are from Mm -hmm. or where your parents are from might not be where you've actually spent the most amount of time so like it's a lot more complicated than that Mm. so yeah (laughs) yeah
1: but it's really cool that you still like your family is still um you know you go back a lot and are still connected with your grandma and your uncle because i know a lot of people who like when they move away they're kind of a lot more cut off from their family Mm. or in a way want to sort of not cover up but just diminish that side of them to be more assimilated with you know Mm. the uk or Mm. something Um,
2: yeah um i feel like especially in these very traditional kind of private schools mm -hmm. there's kind of this underlying sense of you know everything british is great you know
1: Mm. yeah yeah
2: i'm trying to nuance this you know (laughs) um because obviously i'm grateful for like in terms of academics everything that i got from these schools but there's this sense of like you know homegrown british britishness is great like Mm -hmm. underlying sense of almost kind of nationalism um which is only natural yeah yeah so i felt like to fit in i had to be kind of really lean into the British part that I had Mm. like act as British as possible and I think yeah in a sense because I was born in the UK and I really emphasized that part of it to make me seem more Mm. British and more English which you know at the time it seemed like the thing to do but like yeah obviously it's not something that i'm necessarily proud of looking mm. back on it
0: but at that time you just got to do what you got to yeah, do yeah you're just, just yeah. trying to fit in right <laughs> exactly. yeah you're trying to be accepted yeah. and high school politics like exactly exactly <laughs> and uh, what was your relationship with your family at that time because i presume especially you mentioned your mom didn't really speak english right yes yeah, like, so oh yeah no go for it like how is it like was was that were there your main pillar of support mm. was there any resentment what,
2: what was it no there was never any resentment because uh-huh. my parents are like super supportive and they never they never like force anything on me that yeah you're they, they yeah be. they just let me do whatever basically uh-huh. i mean they care. And they make sure like you know i'm not doing anything really stupid nothing illegal nothing that's gonna get me hurt <laughs> yeah. but apart from that they're like okay yeah go do whatever you want mm. you know and yeah, I never really ha- felt any pressure to be a certain way. Yeah. So, yeah, I never really like I never don't think I tried to hide my parents from anyone. Uh, Maybe my dad sometimes cuz he was real embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> we but... We're talking
0: about this, my mom listens to my podcast. So I can't trash talk her so <laughs> much. But... Oh no. <laughs> but um yeah, it's good it's good you feel that way cuz I know a lot of my friends here, people, Asians who came to uni here, they find a lot of conflict with what their parents yeah. want them to be like versus how mm. their values have changed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how
1: much of that do you think is like affected by the people you're surrounded with that sort of make you comfortable? Because I find that people I surround myself with really affect whether or not, you know, I feel comfortable being who I am, like in mm. terms of
2: identity. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely, when I first moved to the UK, and even, like, even for quite a long time after that, I don't think I was fully comfortable with, with my identity in terms I didn't really know, like, I felt like I had to choose, like, you know, am I Japanese? Am I British? Hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm too British to be Japanese. Uh, but people here, like, I don't look I don't look British, basically. Yeah. Like, so people aren't, you know, if I say British, they'll be like, huh, really? Yeah. So, Where yeah. Where are you I had really to, from? yeah exactly 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 that um so yeah to be honest i did have a kind of period of time where i was like you know what you know how do you answer the question where are you from but like now i'm a lot more i feel like i'm a lot more comfortable with who i am like being fully british fully japanese like i don't feel like i have to choose Mm -hmm. um so yeah like it takes time i think to get to that Mm -hmm. to that place
1: Yeah. yeah okay i i i have this view of british private schools as being on, quite yeah. like yeah. homogenous what was like the ethnic makeup
2: of it it's definitely majority white so like uh i don't want to like put a number on it and be completely wrong but probably like 90 percent white yeah so if for me being in that position in that environment you just want to at that age, you just want to fit in, right? Like you just want to be accepted. So I think there was definitely, like I said, times where I kind of pushed away my Asian side, so Mm. to speak, and then try to like emphasize the fact that, you know, I'm British, like I have a passport.
1: You You mentioned football. I mean, Mm -hmm. it seems like sports is always like a good common ground to, to connect with people regardless of um, culture and background.
2: Yeah, at the school, yeah, football was definitely helpful. But um the element of football that I don't necessarily love is that it's very people start putting up national boundaries when it comes to that. There's a lot of I feel like say like, I don't know, England play France in a in a football match or something. Uh-huh. It spills over into outside of football. Mm-hmm. Say like, I don't know, not just you know, say England be France. It should be the English team has was better than the french team in football it should be just that right yeah but i feel like it kind of spills into english people the culture and everything like that and i don't that's not the part of it that i don't necessarily enjoy mm. that it kind of brings out kind of unnecessarily like nationalistic rivalries
0: mm. yeah i guess during the euro cup oh like, yeah oh yeah that Good. was or yeah that was the best. Yeah,
2: I don't know. there's something, there's something like deeply rooted and wrong with English football culture, mm. kind of the fan culture of it, yeah. Is. yeah.
1: Quite um, masculine, I'd say.
2: Masculine, yeah, yeah. Bas- very like, kind of patriarchal and, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. That actually reminds me, since you're um, our first male guest. That was a good segue, that was good segue, good segue. yeah, that was natural, that about... wasn't planned, that genuinely wasn't planned. <laughs> yeah, how, like... Maybe I'm having the wrong assumption, but I've always had the image that Japan is quite a patriarchal society. 100%, yeah, you're not mm-hmm. wrong. How was it like there as a kid? Could you see the differences between how female and male kids were treated, or is it more when you're an
2: adult? In terms of treatment, I don't think you're necessarily... At that age, you're not really aware of it as much, but you definitely feel like the expectations... Or on at least be- being male, like mm-hmm. you've, you know, you're supposed to be strong, you're supposed to be like stoic, you're supposed to be like macho and getting yelled and at in the football team. Yeah, you're, <laughs> and you're supposed to take that and be tough, even though you're like a seven year old kid oh. who just started football like a week ago. <laughs> but yeah, you're just supposed to be tough. And yeah, I think that definitely, that had, I think, feel like that did have quite a lasting effect on me in terms of like not. F- being comfortable with like being vulnerable Mm. so yeah that like kind of um had an effect on me being like a communicator in terms of like emotionally Mm. i think it took me a long time to actually kind of relearn how to like communicate emotionally and be vulnerable with with other people because we're just taught to like you know especially yeah like you said really patriarchal japanese society men are supposed to be strong men are supposed to be you know emotional pillars that don't sway yeah um but yeah so unconsciously I bought into that mm-hmm. so maybe like throughout my six years in Japanese high school I don't know I probably cried like three four times maybe throughout the entire time mm. like so barely like you couldn't yeah get me emotional but mm. when I first moved to the UK homesickness broke me and, like <laughs> crying like every other day yeah. Uh... so yeah
1: god i remember like being homesick when i first moved away oh really
0: yeah did you never get that
2: (laughs) really i I love
0: being away like what i don't know i think i've always liked living independently Mm. i was flying from different countries since i was 12 13 alone Mm. and I, i enjoyed that um i love meeting new people from different cultures yeah and i feel like I was like free to do that, you know, when I came to boarding school here, uh, like everything in Indonesia, as you said, was very homogenous. So Mm. that period of time was super interesting for me. And I think also I wasn't as close to my family as I am now. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like there was a huge gap or a huge loss, because even when I was in Indonesia, my parents are working, I spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time in school, Mm -hmm. so most of my life in terms of time, we're friends anyways. Mm -hmm. And like going to boarding school, is like, it's 24-7 friends. (laughs) (laughs) True.
2: That's, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's completely different from mine. Like first, honestly, the first term was probably like the toughest three months of my entire life. Like, Probably crying, like, every other day. But I think people who knew me back then would have said, probably more than every other day. <laughs> like, it was really bad. Like, it... And
1: you were really young. You were like, Yeah, yeah.
2: just about to turn 12 yeah. when I first moved. But I do feel like it was something that I kind of had to go through. And now, mm. like, you know, I'm okay with being independent, like, a lot more. Mm. And obviously, I didn't enjoy the experience. But, like, I look back on it and think that it was... Um, it was an important part of sort of the learning curve
1: yeah yeah I think you those kinds of things like homesickness you just kind of have to push through it you do like... you really
2: do you do people <laughs> yeah. say you know just don't think about it go do something else keep yourself busy yeah but you don't want to listen to any of that you know you just you just <laughs> want to like sit in your room and cry by yourself but and you don't want to listen to anyone's advice even though it's good advice
1: yeah I remember going to like uni social um and it's hit or miss sometimes you meet new friends that you like and yeah. sometimes you're just like Oh my god, I hate myself. Like why did I decide to do this? (laughs) But yeah, important learning curve, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the masculinity bit, if I could ask Yeah. Um knowing that people here are maybe we're not at the point where men are socially like allowed to be as vulnerable or as emotional as i mean it's changing
2: but yeah it's slow isn't it
1: yeah it's slow it's Mm. slow definitely but Mm. do you think living here from a young age like you've been able to meet guys or you know your friends who are more open to that and does that affect like how much you can be in touch with your feminine side or whatever that is
2: um no not in school because i think um a lot of these kind of Oh man, I don't want to keep like trash talking private schools. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the education and the opportunities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they tend to be quite patriarchal as well.
0: Mm. I Guess there's a lot of lad
2: culture. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like emotional intelligence, no, I don't <laughs> think I learned too much while I was there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think that came after like uni, maybe. Yeah, like the gap year, uni, uh, kind of like hanging out with. People from like different walks of life, really. Right. Um, Yeah, definitely. That came a lot later on. I don't think it was something that I had from an early age. Mm.
1: What about dating? Wait. Okay, here we go.
2: (laughs) Here we go. All right. Okay. Straight in. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, go on. So what about dating?
0: Do you find it more difficult to connect emotionally with people who are not Asian Because like I feel like connections with friends and connections with relationships is very different.
2: Mm, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, I think with friends, I've always found that there's an element of comfort that you get from um, meeting people of similar background or culture.
0: Yeah, but I, I think you can connect with people from different cultures more easily as friends because there's less things you think about compared to relationships, <laughs> fair enough.
2: Mm. I don't really, now I don't really think about it as much. But like, because I think on an emotional level, I don't think there's actually that many barriers. So I feel like we want, as human beings, I feel like we want the same thing in terms of like connections, right? We
1: want Mm. to be loved.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't, I don't think that kind of like deep down, I don't think that feeling changes between cultures. Mm. Oh yeah. But in terms of like forming that connection, getting to that point, I feel like, Because we're from different cultures, even though we, like, deep down we know we want the same thing, but, like, we kind of put obstacles in our way because we're in our own head about, you know, we're from, maybe those obstacles are some, a lot of the times, maybe they're valid, but sometimes we, like, put up our own obstacles thinking, oh, they're from a different culture, they're going to see things differently. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So you think, like, there's just a lack of communication?
2: Yeah, and I think... It takes a lot of like emotional intelligence to like communicate um, your feelings or like those like really sensitive like parts of life, you know, it can be uncomfortable talking about those kind of things, especially, yeah, like a genuine valid like barrier that might exist is like here in your culture, men aren't like, you know supposed to show their emotions as much so that might like mm. genuinely prevent you from you know communicating your emotions effectively
1: mm-hmm. yeah and even like in popular culture it's very mm. like sad to see that asian men in particular are not the ones that are you know shown in you know oh sexy light or yeah, like, really yeah, desirable yeah light. like i think it's really sad
2: yeah that is definitely a thing like mm-hmm. Like growing up, what, like, you know, watching, t- like, I you don't know, no, no. most people watch American movies, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And Asian
2: guys are always like the nerdy kid, you know, yeah. nothing wrong with being a nerd, but like, they're, they're it's like top. nerdy, but they're also presented, that nerd is presented in like a kind of a negative yeah. and unpopular way. Yeah.
0: And I think there are Asian nerds, but they're also yeah. Asian non nerds, you know, <laughs> we're not just this typical yeah. kind of person. Yeah, definitely. And so w-
1: I feel like if, like, For me no actually no. I feel like you might if if you grow up seeing those kinds of representation Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. media, you it causes you to like self doubt. Yeah,
2: for sure. There's yeah, definitely there's times where you like internalize what you see in like media and things like that. So um you start internalizing that, you know, Asian guys aren't like confident and not like or whatever, yeah. they're not sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yes, especially when you're really young, like that you it's re- you're a lot like more susceptible to like media images course, and you like start yeah. internalizing that. And yeah, I mean unfortunately I don't think everyone gets to go through this, but like as you get older, like some you just as you become more aware of these like media typecasting, yeah. like you're like, oh, okay that's nonsense. Like you know, I can be wherever I'm from, I can be whoever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever way I want to be.
0: Yeah, I like how you brought up Your point on how certain cultures Men can't show Vulnerability and I think that's Really true because some of my female friends As well they say that you know in our Cultures women are expected to be skinny Women are expected to be uh, Look a certain way and once they start Dating and realize that their boyfriends Don't care as much when they communicate Mm. That gives them a lot of confidence Even post that relationship Mm. Do you think any of your Japanese, Japanese upbringing, upbringing, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> any of that has affected your perception of what you look for or prefer in a partner?
2: Um no, I don't think so because my obviously like I said, my parents are you know in that traditional mm. dynamic where the guy's breadwinner in yeah. you know, um, inverted comments. Yeah, but no, because they don't really put any kind of expectations on me in terms of you know how i should yeah like go about finding Mm -hmm. a partner like Mm -hmm. you know they they really don't care like gender race sexuality that's
0: super good so
2: Mm -hmm. i I don't know maybe that's i get sometimes i get a sense that like asian parents are like you know they have you know they have to be a certain profession they have to be of a certain like income whatever my parents like honestly don't they don't they don't care it's
0: really good because we were talking about this right about how our parents affect so much about of our preferences and our perceptions because i think both amanda and my parents are very like you know girl power yeah yeah very empowering i think
1: and that's definitely made me more like independent or self-assured in my yeah, abilities in definitely. the way that maybe some people might not be yeah, yeah.
0: i think a lot because indonesia is quite a patriarchal society yeah. as well and chinese culture itself and is also patriarchal.
1: Like muslim like majority yeah. Muslim yeah
0: so like we do have a lot of friends who their parents kind of Make put comments. in the perception that mm. oh women have to look pretty women don't really have to work hard yeah anything else except we're hmm. looking pretty yeah and I think that's very different right definitely. to how we're brought up definitely yeah
1: would yeah. you mind being um, a stay at home dad or a house husband
2: um like once I once I have kids yeah yeah um yeah I'll be domestic as hell yeah, yeah. I think so <laughs> yeah like I'll you know cook a great breakfast just brushing up when pack you're pack lunch and then um make sure you know dinner's ready when everyone gets home that's I feel like okay. yeah because um. there's a lot of like I mean I don't necessarily love cleaning but like I don't mind it <laughs> and like I like cooking so in terms of that yeah like I think I would enjoy it and you know being able to spend as much time as possible with my kids I think I would mm-hmm. definitely enjoy that.
0: Do you think mm-hmm. you'd want your kids to spend a few years in Japan?
2: Oh good question so what my plan is <laughs>
1: Exposing <laughs> posing uh,
2: so i'm gonna like obviously because my parent my parents are going to want to meet their grandkids right yeah. yeah so i'm gonna make sure they only talk to my kids in japanese because i don't i oh. want them to have that you know mm. connection mm-hmm. right and yeah sure they might not become fluent but i want them to understand as much as possible
0: mm. yeah what about you, Man? Is this something you think about? Like, do you want your kids to have the Indonesian experience? I
1: like the cultural element without the sort of more problematic cultural
2: element. Yeah, I that... you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to cherry bits. pick.
1: Yeah, I want yeah. to cherry pick, like, the, I don't know, being connected to the history and, like, roots and that mm. sort of thing, but without the sort of misogynistic. Yeah. Um, um, also, like, very peer pressure environment that
0: yeah mm. i feel like people care dangerous. a lot about what other people think. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. much there's about a, image there's a very fixed definition of what is good mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah 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 but yeah the multicultural thing is interesting because i'm already half you know i'm already half indonesian mm-hmm. half taiwanese and somewhat grew up in uk like for a few years yeah. at least and it's like I want my kids to at least experience both my Taiwanese and Indonesian yeah. culture. Well, that's
2: fine, though. I don't think yeah. you have to be, like, you know, you're whatever, you're Japanese and you're that, whatever. Yeah. You can be, like, for me, I'm Japanese and British, but I also obviously recognize that my experience isn't the same as someone that's lived in Japan their whole life oh, yeah. or someone that's lived in the UK their whole life. Like, yeah. I'm Jap- I'm fully Japanese and British, but in my own way, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think people need to get over the idea of identity just being like a fixed yeah. Thing. yeah, And yeah. it yeah. changes over time. Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. On that note, thank you so much, Shota, for coming to our podcast. Thanks for having me thank you so much for sharing about your thoughts on identity and like how you grew up and your experiences yeah, it's really insightful it's, to know
0: it's super cool to hear about it because like we always had our like assumptions mm-hmm. about like different things and it's finally nice to hear some of it being validated or debunked so.
2: <laughs> thank you i think you guys are doing something great with this podcast so i hope you keep it going so.
0: Ah,
1: thank you and for anyone else who wants to find us we're on instagram at not so underscore model minority